This is No BS Job Search Advice Radio, episode 2000. I'm your host, Jeff Alpin, the big game hunter, and welcome. This show has hit a milestone, and I decided to give it a little bit of a flourish at the beginning. So, not the typical introduction music, and uh, I'll just simply say... This is a period of time, episode 2000, until the 10th anniversary of the show on November 21st, 2020. Ten years I've been doing this show, and now 2,000 episodes. No podcast in Apple Podcast in the job search space is anywhere near this number of episodes. And uh, I thought I would begin a series during this time talking about lessons learned from doing all these shows. Now, before I get into that, I'll just simply say thanks for listening. Whether you picked it up today for the first time or you've been listening intermittently over the last 10 years, you're the people I've been trying to help. And I'll just simply say it is you who has helped my business grow. It is thousands of you who I have helped over the years. What am I talking about? You know, millions of people I've helped through this show and through my work, first as a headhunter and as a coach. So thank you all. I really appreciate it. And I'll be back in just one moment, and then we'll go into our first lesson from doing all these shows. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So the first thing I want to remind you of is that there are rules to job hunting that most of you don't know. And rule number one, I'm going to quote the inimitable Rodney Dangerfield, a comedian who died a few years ago. And at the end of the movie, uh, I believe it was Back to School, he's quote, he's, he quotes this wonderful line that is important for all of you to know. You got to look out for number one or else you wind up in number two. Now, it's a bizarre way to say it, but... They're not looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. And most of you go in as people pleasers. All you want to do is have them want to hire you. And you're not really looking out for your own interests. So my reminder to you is that you're really the chairman or the chairwoman of the board of your own organization. And your shareholders are anyone that you're close to. Your wife, husband, or partner, your kids, these are all the board members to whom you report. And the result winds up being, if you're a nice person, it's like getting on a conveyor belt and they're going to make sausage out of you and move you along. So you got to always look out for yourself, even if that misses, means missing out on some jobs along the way. Because otherwise, you wind up being in a situation that you really don't like, 
doing work you don't really care for, for someone that you don't like, and it winds up being awful. So don't recreate your past in a new environment. Look out for yourself, and that requires that you be prepared to know what you're looking out for. And this one I learned from Tony Robbins uh, at a workshop I attended, I, I want to, well, 100 years ago. That's how long it was, 100 years ago. And he suggested a series of questions. What's most important to you in the next job or organization? What will you need to see or hear to believe it's the right place for you to go to work? Now, once you make up a big list of these things, I want you to focus in on prioritizing these items, one through however many. And once you've done that, let's focus on the top five or six that are important to you. Once you have those items, here's the next question. Given the fact that you're going to be on good behavior in all probability, and so are they, because that's one of the hard things for job hunters to understand, employers are on good behavior too. I'll get to explain in a second how I know that. Given that you're on good behavior and so are they, how are you going to recognize that this firm is going to give you that first item? How are you going to recognize or what might you ask that they're going to provide you with that second item? Now, let me explain why I know employers are on good behavior. So let's start off with the premise that you are, right? You never tell them about your weaknesses. You never tell them. You just go in there and try and sell yourself into the job. But so do they. They're trying to sell their job to you. And they never really stop for a moment to tell you, well, I've never heard of an employer do this. Maybe there's one, but no employer ever says to a job hunter, you know, I've got a big problem here. I took over this group and my predecessor got fired and so did hers. And it doesn't take a genius to figure out my butt's on the line. And I'm trying to hire someone to save my rear. Instead, they put on these happy smile button faces and talk about a terrific opportunity with a great team of people. We're like family around here, right? They never tell you the truth. That's why I say you have to be prepared to ask follow-up questions that cover some of the points that are important to you that allow you to know that you're stepping into a good situation. Isn't that helpful, right? So that's been lesson number one I've learned from all these years of doing the show. I hope you enjoy it. And with my outro, I've got a flourish at the end that's a little bit different. Hang in. Enjoy. It's the end of the same symphony that the intro came from. Oh, <laughs>